All right. Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is once again Sunday. We are back with RPM, the Red Peace Machine. I see we have someone labeled Scruffy today. Let what 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 is the story behind that? Why are we Scruffy and not Susie today? Um, I I assume that I'm Scruffy every day because uh, I got an online comment from a young man. Mm. I'm assuming he's young, a white man who didn't like my appearance. He apparently listened to our entire show all the way through and said, interesting discussion, but the woman up in the left corner hasn't brushed her hair in a month or something like this. I called my stylist <laughs> and she was like, that's how we cut it. And I was like, I oh, know. Mm. But this douchebag over here who just listened to us talk for an hour and eight minutes thinks that's the most important thing to talk about. So I'm leaning in. And that's what's going on with me. Thank All you. right. We are my scruffy, scruffy is 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 feminist solidarity. I'm right there. And and then my scruffy is actual scruffy. <laughs> Not actually going on. But it makes me remember Antonin Scalia when he talked about flag burning so <laughs> tell us more Roy <laughs> what a natural transition so so Antonin Scalia had to vote about on flag burning and basically in a nutshell he said yeah yeah in principle I think you should be able to burn the flag as a first amendment freedom of speech issue but then he goes on to say but <laughs> And now, now I'm quoting. If it were up to me, I would put every sandal-wearing, scruffy-bearded weirdo who mm. burns the American flag. <laughs> and then I think he said in jail, but they got left out of the quote somehow, but I'm not king. Oh, God. At which point I'm sure he, this is the face he made. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, I feel that um, I'm scruffy, but I'm working on the beard. Yeah. It's just not growing in. Yeah. May I just say, my sister, you look hot. You look good. You look wonderful. You look you. Mm -hmm. And That's I love the most it. most important. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you. I am so not looking for that, but thank you. I appreciate it. I just, um, my point is, who gives a fuck what I look like? <laughs> Do the news. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was part of the news. Yeah, that was, yeah. That's that's mm -hmm. just another show of uh, misogyny, and and you know whatever. Okay, dude, if that's what you got, that's what you got. Mm -hmm. So, so how have y'all been feeling this past week? We, I, I know we left off last week on a bit of a cliffhanger, right? Is it going to play out violently or not? Are we going to have a smooth transition or not? What's going to happen? But we had, you know, something like a beautiful inauguration, from what I hear on social media. I didn't tune in. I didn't feel that jazz to like spend that amount of my day watching it i don't know i didn't a live tv event but but i heard it was awesome and i heard something about poetry so someone catch me up how how was the inauguration for y'all what came up all of that so besides me and benafsha i think did anybody else watch it all the way through <laughs> okay so there's three of us who did okay <clears throat> do you want to sort of sort of um i i thought it was great I, it was really nice to see you know, what I had hoped to see and not what we were all terrified to see. Um, I, the, the poem and the young poet laureate were absolutely stunning to me. I, I thought it was great. 
um, I was very happy at the end of it. I felt peaceful. Um, and then only later did I discover that the QAnon people were upset because nothing happened. And yeah. I, and then I found out that the thing they wanted to happen was not blowing up the Capitol. It, it, it was to watch pedophiles be rounded up. Yeah. Yeah. Biden was, Biden was supposed to be arrested or something, right? <laughs> no, basically, the entire Democratic Party was going to be mass arrested by Trump. Mm. Is this for the same like child sex ring that operates around the pizza yes. shop? Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, what would happen is <laughs> that, that's a throwback to season one of the presidency. Uh -huh. right? <laughs> And then we, yeah, we would just have a, a second Trump term, and they actually, honest to God, thought this was going to happen. Mm. And when it when it didn't happen, a bunch of them quit the movement. The movement is one, like one of the top ringleaders said, "Yeah, that's it. Go back to normal, people. There's nothing here." Yep. And they are really lost. They don't talk about cult. Do. Oh wow. So are those the people we try to get on our side that that have finally said this is insane? Hmm. I mean, on the unity talk, right? We're supposed to, but I don't see how that happens. <laughs> because no. it's like, it's like, <laughs> how you stayed. Say, oh, stayed in QAnon or? No, yeah, the ones I'm thinking about are the ones who are not in Q anymore, who've kind of realized that this is crazy. Are they going to be Republicans? Is, is there an outreach we can do to those people instead of, I mean, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know what happens when you're a cult member and you, and you quit a cult. Um, you know, like I watched uh, Wild Wild Country. That was a great documentary if you haven't seen it. Just unbelievably cool. Um, and I had a lot of sympathy for the cultists. Like there, there was clearly some batshit crazy stuff going on, but there was also some really magical stuff going on. And, and they interview a bunch of the ex-cultists and you know, like that lawyer guy, he, he's so lovable and, 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 and easy to just fall in love with, I, I, at the end of the day, all humans are humans. The problem is they effed up and there needs to be some mechanism for them to get redemption. Yeah, yeah. And then there's also this weird, right, talking about cults, this, this sort of phenomenon that happens when they are proven wrong and sort of entrench further into those same sort of belief systems, right? So like right. after, how many doomsday cults have we had in this country? I don't know, but every time the date comes and passes, they, they, they're, they're still in the cult the next day. They still come up with some kind of reasonable explanation as to why that particular interpretation or that particular date was incorrect and it's still coming and their belief system still is intact and their worldview still remains intact. It doesn't fall apart just because the one thing that was supposed to happen, you know, didn't happen. So I'm, I'm, I think it'll, you know, we'll see a remixed version of QAnon with, with, some updated beliefs. I don't know. Yeah, I think those who, yeah, I guess there, there probably will be some that be like, oh, okay, that was just crazy. I need to, I need to readjust my life. Yeah. There's like stuff. There's folks like uh, Boa the Fifth Column. He has a YouTube mm -hmm. uh, channel. It's like he's like a ex, you know, ex. He's ex-military and he's real progressive. You know, oh. go watch folks like that guy. You know what I mean? Um, but like, to me, the cult stuff just makes me think of like, I, I was raised a Jehovah's Witness, you know what I mean? And there's a community uh, called XJW and they just help folks out, you know what I mean? That, that, that have been shunned out of the congregation shunned out of all this stuff, you know, to get them back on track. So stuff like that, I mean, you know, just your peers kind of helping you get, get out of that is kind of one way. Yeah. All right, so find your local QAnon support group. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, X, X, Q, X, Q, and on. Q and on. Has to be X. <laughs> don't say actual QAnon support. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I no, doubt no. they have such a thing. I, they don't. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they don't. But I mean. Parlor. <laughs> yeah. I don't see what we sh- I don't see what we have to do though, uh, because I mean, uh, it'd be like asking like you know black and brown folks to say, okay guys, we got to unify with uh, you know some of those some of those folks are you know racist, yeah. uh, a good majority of them, right? Unity uh, with Nazis. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know if that's up to us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nazi. We are the world. We are the children. Hey, y'all, do we want to do a one word, how we're feeling, what's going on this morning, just as a check in? Mine is feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. That's not one word. I know. I know. <laughs> I got your point yeah. across. Uh-huh. It's a hyphenate. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm Man. feeling um, hopeful, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, like a weight's been lifted, but not all the way. Mm-hmm. There's still more. So, yeah, yeah. Those are my 20 words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, every morning is no longer as satisfying because I don't get to stretch all the way, right? Like one arm will stretch and the other does not. <laughs> and I can't get my stretches in in the morning. So it doesn't feel like a real morning. <laughs> embodied, embodied, yes. grounded, yes. As mm-hmm. yes. It's funny. I, I'm freaked out because I keep checking the news for something exciting and it's just so boring. <laughs> Man. I feel like a junkie who's coming down off of a crazy high. I do too. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I just have COVID boredom. I'm locked in a house with crazy people and a dog. Let's, go out to Ted Cruz. Let's all make a concerted effort to go after Ted Cruz. Yeah. Lincoln Project has gone after Ted Cruz now. Oh. Jumping on that train. What about you, Vanessa? Where were they three years ago? Yeah. Okay. Well, I feel like, um, you know, I'm just, I still have that general sense of unease and Mm. Mm -hmm. I can breathe a little bit. Like I have room to just breathe. Like when I get in my car to go to work and I turn on the news, because you got to do that. Now I'm like, tell me, tell me things that I will like, because it's an undoing, right? At this point, it's just undoing. All right, tell me. Tell me what are you undoing today? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Muslim ban, like, I got in the car. I heard, I was like, oh, my God. And I was just crying all the way to work like that. And it was a washing away. Like, it was a, ah, oh, right? Because um, it had it had hit, it, it really hadn't affected me much, but it had hit the Iranian community especially hard, the Muslim ban. Mm-hmm. My members, my cousin, for instance, in California, hasn't been able to see her parents and she's going through a divorce. It's just bad shit, oh. right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. But are we like, 
affirm oh sorry to bring it down but are we like affirmatively hopeful about positive good happening or are we just hopeful about this undoing happening and relief and undoing? which is the 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 is this the topic of today is this i, what we're I think about? so right yeah. like do we get to be hopeful about this presidency do we get to be hopeful about the next four years do we get to engage in like positive public policy and action that that we want or is it just going to be an undoing and a meeting in the middle and lots of bipartisanship uh yeah I gotta tell y'all something. So yesterday, Roy and I are having a discussion. Um, actually started by Roy, Roy Peace. And we're saying, okay, so what is this? What what are we supposed to be feeling right now? Like seriously, like right as as lefty DSA members, like Bernie folks, what where what am i supposed to be feeling because i'm kind of confused mm. like right um also i'm feeling all this relief um am i supposed to have this sense of urgency and be like no push the relief push the good feelings <laughs> like what am i doing exactly <laughs> like mm -hmm. so much internal conflict going on. <laughs> um and then as we're having this discussion I go get acupuncture. Mm -hmm. That's what I do Saturday mornings, right? I sit down and my acupuncturist, I've known her for 15 years for Austin folks. Y'all know this, South Austin community acupuncture, Wally. Wally is the person, right? So Wally and I have been friends for a long time and we're done with acupuncture. It's time for cupping. So, you know, he's going to put the cup on me and he's like, okay, I gotta ask you a question. Like, we have political discussions it's like where are you at what are you feeling right now mm. what are we supposed to be feeling right now i'm like oh my god i can't <laughs> ask me this question this is what we were asking each other mm -hmm. just this morning so this is i think this is on people's minds um where what are we supposed to be feeling what is our what's our bodily response what's our emotional like, response what are we supposed to be feeling in according to whom According to, I mean, so, if we are lefties, if we come from a position of, you know, we are trauma response people, we are loving, we are compassionate, we are wanting at least to be grounded, we are, we are all about the common good, we are socialists, all of this, this kind of thing is going on around us. Um, are we going to feel like this is yet another replay of some democratic bullshit that's going to go nowhere? Are they trying to dupe us? Or going back to our very first episode, do we actually now have the environment, the language, the sense of urgency for the administration to actually be held accountable. Are we in that moment where some run-of-the-mill democratic establishment regime has taken over? Do we actually have the power and are they being, or do they have their hands to the fire enough mm -hmm. because of black leadership basically, because of all the movement in the last, what, eight years, right? All the things that they have done for us, for all of us people of color, for all of us, even white folks, right? For this country, for this world. Are we now at a point where we might actually be able to 
just are we on this road are we on a roller coaster are we cruising are we finally cruising i mean cruising to the point where if we keep putting pressure it might go somewhere i don't think so i don't think so either (laughs) this is a genuine question like if if we you know if if we if we you know that that thing that if you trust someone they will show up but at the same time you're no we're no patsies right we are so that dance that dance of okay i'm hopeful i'm watching you bitch but i'm hopeful (laughs) type of thing right yeah Yeah. i mean like that's all the stuff that's coming up for me for me it's because we haven't heard like the word you know roe v wade the anniversary has passed we haven't heard the word abortion out of the mouth of the administration they can't bring themselves to say that particular word uh, and then all the rhetoric from the, from from the democratic establishment has been like there there isn't a language of accountability for the past four years. There's a language of sort of uh, not acquiescence, but sort of let's keep moving forward. Let's keep moving forward. We've got to work with the other side. Let's keep moving forward. Uh, we've got to appeal to the moderate middle wherever they exist, if they exist, all of that stuff. And so I don't know. I, I think yeah, right. The first hundred days are are a test. We'll see how things go. But I'm I'm. I'm not that hopeful. I hear Roy Peace is 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 similarly, I don't know, inclined yes, and then not so much. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, um dang what I was gonna say. <laughs> but like we, we look at what happened so far and like just just take the uh the two thousand dollar checks for instance, right? Um <laughs> You know, they said, Georgia, you know, if you if you elect Warnock and Ossoff, you, those checks will go out the door. You know what I mean? That's what they ran on, you know, and then for them to come back and say, oh, no, they're just going to be 1400. This is 1400 in addition to sofa change and a Groupon deal. And all these <laughs> other things, how Democrats do, you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> she's like, wait, I was getting a Groupon deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's ten dollars like, Cole's cash <laughs> yeah exactly now it's totally different it's the same democratic you know oh you know we're gonna do this thing oh well, well guys we, we we might not be able to get this past uh the senate why is this going to the senate anyway this should go shouldn't just go to like the uh budget reconciliation process right um do it that way and then um now it's attached to like a bigger stimulus bill that might not even pass. Mm-hmm. So, and then instead of going right out the door, now it's in March. So this is kind of like, I'm not, I'm like remish. I'm not really hopeful. And then I'm seeing these things, you know, how they usually do going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but Susie is hopeful. I am. Um, because first of all, we have our first black Asian woman and that alone makes me very hopeful. Um, I Susie, think- your voice is, voice is really low. Okay, here, let me do this. I usually, you know what? I'm always afraid I'm too loud. Is that no, better? It's, it's better, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, I think he has stocked his cabinet with, um, you know, moderate people. Uh, I think it looks very different. I think when you see a picture of everyone at the big table, it's not going to be a bunch of old white guys, which makes me hopeful. Um, I think if we keep the pressure on, this is a really good time for us because we can't people like Ted Cruz and bring in someone like Beto, who is also moderate, but he's it's incremental steps. We can't just make these right now. We're trying to undo every happened. And then after that happens, I feel like we can move on. Uh, and continue to put the pressure 
on Josh Holly and these guys that that's and I feel good about that because I know that I'm not going to give up yeah yeah I don't know what does what does Roy War what does precedent tell us what does it take to have a genuine socialist movement okay so how close can we get so, so first before I go anywhere I just want to say uh for people who know me this is going to be really weird but for some Uh-oh. reason I'm in the hopeful camp. <laughs> so the dis- the the normal de- despair is not there right now. So but here's why. So let me tell you a story. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so there is a few things going on for me. There's a lot of things going on for me. So first of all, if you're how if you want to remodel your house, but it's currently on fire. <laughs> The first thing you ought to do is put the fire out and then go back to talking about remodeling your house. Mm. So, so in, in my mind, we were, we were on the precipice. This was the end. This was the end of free and fair elections. We've never had free and fair elections, but the, the, the close, of it. yeah, the, 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 at least the, at least there's the possibility if there's high voter turnout that you could get some, some people thrown out right yeah um that almost ended and on top of that it almost ended where we were going to end up with a fascist it was it was freaking 1933 1934 and we missed it now obviously trump is dumber than hitler which is bad because for the record everybody keeps saying hitler is a genius so first of all genius is when you do the impossible he lost so that's not a genius but he was actually a moron. In fact, had Hitler not been in charge, but the Germans had still tried to pull off World War II, there was a, they might have won. Hitler made one awful, stupid decision after the other, and Trump was even dumber than that guy. So this was, this was a catastrophe. Our house was on fucking fire. The fire is out, but now's the time for realism, not optimism, not pessimism, realism. So I'm all about increments. Um, Sweden had a revolution, 1848, along with all of Europe, except for the Ottoman Empire, Great Britain and Russia. So it's easier to just, and by the way, Sri Lanka and Brazil participated in that revolution, weirdly enough. So um, in 1848, there's this, I guess it's pan global because it was on three continents. Um, There's this revolution. Sweden is probably the only country that actually won. So just for the record, And by the way, it wasn't just Sweden. It was the kingdom of Sweden, Norway, because there was one king for both kingdoms. Hmm. And and both went that direction. They went down that path. And for the last 172, 73 years, Sweden and Norway have incrementally been increasing the amount of justice in their society. And it's taken them a long ass time and they're (laughs) deeply flawed and they still have a long way to go, but they are further along than just about anybody else on the planet. I, I think maybe Iceland is ahead of them. Um, and that's only because Iceland had the women revolution in the seventies, right? Um, so for those of you who don't know what happened, the women went on strike and it took about a week, I think, and the men just surrendered and said, whatever you want. And the women went, we want a new constitution. They drafted a new constitution. Uh. And that was it. Like Iceland instantaneously became the closest thing to utopia on the planet. 
was it like a Lysistrata? Uh, Lysist was that the- Lysistrata, the yeah. Yeah, the women just said, we're done. No more sex, no more work, no more childcare, no more nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> and then men surrendered. <laughs> and Iceland's amazing. Like when the economy collapsed in 2008, when the United States was sending trillions of dollars to the bankers, Iceland was putting its bankers in prison. Oh. Right? That's the right approach. You you did this? Oh, you go to jail. <laughs> and yeah. here we're like, oh, you need money. Here's trillions of dollars. By the way, I might need money later. Yeah, exactly. Lesson <laughs> so here's, that's, so that's one lesson that I've learned. Another lesson I've learned is what we talked about last week, which is Grover Cleveland. We elected that guy and he just fucking backstabbed the hell out of the entire country and pro propped back up all the Republican goals. But we did talk about that last weekend, right? I'm not a little bit, remembering yeah. wrong. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 we did. There's another lesson that we need to look at and that's FDR. And the house was on fire. The economy was burning to the ground. FDR comes in and he implements socialism light, right? He gives us social security. He gives us uh the fdic and then lbj takes it one step further and he adds stuff like medicare right that's that's the regime that reagan won his presidency based on we're going to overturn that because it's socialist <laughs> fdr didn't do that because he was a socialist fdr didn't do it because he cared about the united states or humanity he didn't care about anything he was one of those people who became president for the sake of being president he did it because he wanted to stop socialism from taking hold in the United States. This was his vaccination, right? How do you, how do you cure a disease? How do you prevent the disease? You give a little bit of it. He was inoculating us. He thought if he could get the working class just enough, oh, unions are illegal? AFL-CIO, we're gonna make all unions have to be a member of this. There's gonna be serious government regulation, but they're legal now. <laughs> Right, as opposed to Germany, where there must be union leadership in every board for every corporation. Oh, wow. Yeah, right, that's, that's true liberation when the workers have a direct voice in the board of directors for every corporation. Whereas here, we have a government regulated union system that's been uh, spayed and neutered. By the way, that's exactly what happened in, in Iran after the revolution, but it's, it's, it's gone. It's been destroyed because it was not good for those in power. So, yeah. Well, so here's the thing. FDR did improve the quality of our lives. There's no doubt that we're better off because of Social Security, right? Just, just the fact that maybe grandpa doesn't have to lick it, live in a chicken coop and eat their leather boots when the economy tanks is a good thing. There's, I don't think, I mean, I think you'd be hard pressed to say we're better off without it, unless of course you're a Republican and you hate people and you want them to die. Um, so, but what we, what we need to do with Biden is we need to be careful that we don't fall into the FDR trap because I think that's the trap he's laid for us. I don't think he's a Grover Cleveland uh, he's definitely not a Sweden. I think he's an FDR. Having said that, I think there's a really beautiful moment here that we have. And, and the reason is exactly for the reason Barafsha said, that there is a little bit of a leadership cadre that has formed largely because of Trump. Trump, Trump was president chemotherapy, right? He, he, he wore a mirror suit. So every time we looked at him, we saw ourselves and he was also forcing us 
to manage the disease we have, or at least address the disease we have. Because it, Trump wasn't that bad. He didn't, he, he killed what, 400 something thousand Americans? George Bush Jr. killed 1.3 to 2 million Iraqis. You know what I mean? Nixon killed what, what a million and a half Vietnamese and LBJ killed like a million just, Vietnamese. I, I'm just like, gonna take a moment here. Americans and Iraqis are not equal. One American does not equal one Iraqi. <laughs> thank, I just wanna be thank you, thank you for bringing yeah, that in. Sure. So, you know, like I think Americans have a perspective problem with Trump and also Trump didn't do anything new. He just embodied what the United States is exactly. And the result was a bunch of people went, oh, that's awful. Most white liberals just want it swept back under the carpet. They just want to go back to we're bombing brown people, we're killing black people, and I'm comfortable with it because there's a Democrat in the White House and he says the right things at the right time. That's what they want. So what we have to do is we have to put pressure on Biden and Harris and keep the pressure on through the institutions we've created. Um, but, and here's why I'm hopeful. Biden has got nothing to lose. He's probably not going to make it the first four-year term. Maybe he'll get to the second four-year term. He, he literally could go out in a, in a blaze of glory. He could mm -hmm. decide to do the right thing. And Harris has already demonstrated her profound ability to go in the direction the wind is blowing. Yeah. If you remember when the primary started, she sounded like Bernie Sanders. And then she thought, oh, wrong. Okay, I'm gonna sound more like Biden. And she switched. And the, the only reason is, it's not because she's a scumbag. It's not because she's evil. The reason is, is because she needs to win. Nobody gets anything done unless they win in an, in an, an electoral republic. And so what she did was she went, I'm going to give the people what they want. That's how I get, that's how I win. That's how I get reelected. So if we are loud enough, we might be able to nudge her in the right direction. Yeah, but this is assuming that we're, we are capable and empowered to nudge, right? She's getting a lot of other nudges from a lot of other directions. Like, like bankers. Don't see, yeah, as, yeah. as, as a parent. And, and those white liberals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those white liberals yeah. who, when, when Black Lives Matter are protesting, they go, I, I can't stand the violence. And you're like, dude, what do you mean, broken windows? They're protesting the, the lynching of black men or, and women. And you're upset because there's a broken window? I mean, look at the, yeah, look after the election, right? Um, you know, Black Lives Matter were doing voter registration and the numbers were up. And then all of a sudden after the election, oh, we, we didn't, we weren't really, you know, uh, you know, against defund the police and these other planks that they wanted, you know, oh, this is a switch, you know what I mean? It's just like that, yeah. Well, I, again, I think that you can't just come in and make a sweeping socialist changes without having another riot at the Capitol. I mean, it's, uh, we, I think we have to take these little steps uh, and it's unfortunate that we've been set back so far. But as we all know from being some sort of minority, um, that sometimes you're, you take a step forward and you get kicked back five steps. So we're just making up the four steps while we're trying to also, it's the, the analogy of the house being on fire is perfect. Uh, we can't we can't do anything. We can't send out housewarming invitations until we build the house back up. So, uh, so me, I just, yeah. 
go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, to me, the house on fire was just America. You know what I mean? We need the whole police. <laughs> yeah. We need the whole pol whole uh, fire department there, and we need Great. we need the, we need you to say, okay, we need the fire department to say, okay, we have this bucket of you know buckets of water. We have these fire fire trucks to to go there. The fire truck was kind of to me as like that two thousand dollar check. You know what I mean? I come back to that. Uh, they need to they need to. To, to not push themselves back you know what i mean i hear what you're saying and like taking these little steps but don't go back and say um come back a little bit just to go back on on your word because people are going to remember things like this you know what i mean this two thousand yeah. dollar check that's that's a bit that's a huge deal to people that well, are earning right now huh two years so yeah i just have measured mm -hmm. the american yeah. political memory it's two years so if you yeah. do something <laughs> Two years later, they'll have forgotten, and you can just yeah. move on. <laughs> but I mean, the and midterms, though, the midterms are there. <laughs> In two the years, yeah. <laughs> so it's dangerous. Yeah. We're also immobilized a little bit, right? We have a two party system. It's not like I can go running for some third option or some radical place on the far left or the far right in reaction to this. You know, I, if, if I'm upset with the Dems for being not not uh, as far left as I'd want them to be or not being as social as I want them to be, I, I don't have anywhere to run when it comes to my ballot box. Mm -hmm. If we had a parliamentary system, it'd be a little bit different and we could put pressure on in a different kind of way. Well, uh, what we need is to get rid of single member district representation and do something else like uh, single transferable vote or proportional representation. Then we could have a multi-party system. But as long as we have single member district representation and gerrymandering, forget about it. And so that begs the question, you know, we all know what we have to do. So where do we go to do it? I mean, so if people are listening right now and they want to take the gerrymandering, you know, on, where do we go to figure that out? That's a Here. great question. <laughs> so meet up at Ted Cruz's house this weekend. <laughs> the Democrats and the Republicans are are totally attached to to the single member district representation system because as long as it's there, there's only ever going to be two parties. I mean, yeah. Trump is threatening to make a third party, but he'll cripple the Republicans in the process. That'll ha that'll function for two elections, which is why they're actually thinking about getting rid of him at the moment although they're yeah. backing down it seems yeah and then holly will just be that guy or ted cruz will just be that guy so yeah. getting rid of him isn't the solution mm -hmm. um what they'll do is they'll kowtow to him so that he doesn't split the party but if he does split the party it'll only last two elections and then the america the republicans will realize oh my god voting for the patriot party has crippled the republican party i'm stopping that and we go back to the two-party mm -hmm. system or and they so the, take over the Democratic Party because, like the Lincoln Project, I mean, they're—I don't trust them for a minute. I mean, I'm glad they're doing what they're doing, but I don't trust them. I could see them taking over the Democratic Party. It's just a bunch of moderates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean the mean Lincoln—they've made it. Yeah, the Democratic Party's—they've made it. You know, where it's comfortable for Republicans to come in, and we saw this with like—I'm sorry, MJ Hager. I don't know if y'all support MJ Hager, uh, but she's basically, yeah. she's basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a, a never Trump Republican running as a Democrat. That's exactly. what she was. She's, she's the embodiment of that meme that has uh, the, the the two Middle Eastern kids, you know, somewhere, and then there's a drone flying, yeah. and they're like, "Well, at least it's a woman this time." That's exactly <laughs> yeah, right. that's exactly right. Oh yeah, like the, there's a the picture of the B fifty two. It's dropping bombs, and then yes. beneath it, there's a B fifty two, and it's got the rainbow flag. Yeah, yeah, and Black Lives Matter. Equal opportunity Basically. mass murder. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and you see the two kids sort of about to die saying right oh it feels so great to be a part of history the first <laughs> yeah that's exactly right 
Did you guys see the bomber uh, meme with uh, that was the shadow of it was over Trump playing golf? I haven't seen that. I, I, Iran has put a, I mean, I don't know if they put an official bounty on his head, but they have. They did. They did something, right. They mm -hmm. threatened, they have threatened him personally. And there is an incredible picture a meme that they created that has the shadow of a bomber right over him on his golf course playing golf and they're like trump you're on our list kind of shit yeah i heard about that yeah fine with it i'm suspicious of that sounds like another reason to go to war with her hun and drum up the it does the it sounds like a <laughs> yeah but you know False what flag I think operation <laughs> yeah like the uh, CIA has that yeah. CIA made that in Photoshop, right? <laughs> like, send this out. You like track a, the IP address in Arlington, yeah. Virginia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, Trump was one of the best things to happen to the, the regime because he was so incompetent. Now, the JCO, JCPOA going away sucked because it hurt Iran's economy, but the the regime is stronger than it ever has been. Like, <laughs> ISIS is forming again. What I heard. I think we should hand them over to Iran. Well, I I want to I want to see where where yeah. we are with the the question. <clears throat> so, yeah. What are y'all? Hmm, how are we looking forward? What are you looking for from this administration? What what sort of behaviors are we like on the? look out for when it comes to like uh, a barometer of, of what we expect from the next four years from the next eight years from the party going forward so so here's a here's a weird phenomenon in the united states we have basically like five categories of presidents since the beginning uh and i'm just gonna focus on uh one of those categories most of our presidents are what i I call normals. They're just boring. Jester Allen Arthur, you know, you've heard his name. You have no idea what he did. Done. Boring. Just delete. Millard Fillmore. So, so most of our presidents have been the normals. But there's also um, the X-Men. And, <laughs> and, and one of the categories in there, the, the sort of the extraordinary presidents are, are what I call innovators or the, it's the presidency of innovation according to Skoranek. What the innovators are is they're the presidents who, according to Skoranek, he's a political scientist who wrote a, a book about presidential power. What the, what the, what the pre presidents who are innovators do is they, they bring in a new regime. Mm. They, 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 they have an agenda. The public loves that guy. <laughs> they, they heap love on that guy and they, they, they give him, they cut him lots of breaks. FDR is one of the classic examples of this. FDR's mm -hmm. policy sucked. He got very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love some of his policies, like the CCC. <laughs> all he needed was a P on the end and it would have been perfect. Um, that, that, every time I walk down a park and I'm like, this trail was built by the CCC. Like, yes, thank you, FDR. This is wonderful. Um, so what, the dog, but, but it's what, the dog. When the economy, like fixed in terms of fixing the economy, he didn't. But we still loved him because we saw him out there fighting hard for us, championing the cause, and we cut him all sorts of slack. We elected mm -hmm. him to four terms. If it wasn't for polio, he'd still be president. We'd have figured out a cure for old age and we would have kept him. 
His head in a jar, right? His head in a jar. We you laugh, but it's true. We should have weekend at so, Bernie. So, yeah. So, so if, if we're lucky, Biden or is going to be a head in the jar president is going to be that person. We're gonna see. Wait, what happens specifically with FDR? So this is this is one of the things that I'm that I keep uh, just keeps popping into my head, and that's the following: when the environment is right and the stars align, people have transformations. Yes. it happens. Mm-hmm. And so, and and I can't help um, again. Um, I, I have this Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Is, did I say it yeah. correctly? Okay. Um, situation inside me mm-hmm. where I, I always, right here in my front frontal lobe, have this, okay, red blinking like, what you are experiencing is like when there was a, a, bombers would come yeah a scud attack or bombers are coming they're gonna drop bombs like Mm -hmm. i that's my body chemistry just generally because i grew up that way right (laughs) and then on the other side of my frontal lobe goes you know whatever which is there's always a possibility for transformation there's always people you know love love all of this right i got this And right now, I'm really heavily going into the serotonin place (laughs) where I just see things aligning a little bit. We have a (laughs) we have a black Asian woman. That's that's something that's something heavy. We also have a grandpa with lots of what is that uh, hormone? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yeah. <laughs> this is real shit, yeah. y'all. Yeah. This is this is embodied understanding of what the possibilities are. I mean, like we, we people are people at the end of the day, they are in our in their bodies, and that makes a difference. And we are dealing with singular humans. So I just don't want to forget the possibility for pressure being. Mm. applied to at this moment in history after all the work has been done all the work that black folks have done this moment is some kind of moment that's all i'm it that just keeps coming up Mm -hmm. for me like this is not pollyanna this is not being naive this is this is this is realism i i am just noticing that I have to push back on the, the 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 constant sense of doom and urgency in my fucking head. Like mm-hmm. I am pushing yeah. back against that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's on us, right, to keep that pressure up, keep that momentum but up. That's the key. No matter no, no matter where you are in the process, you you like Biden and Harris. You don't like Biden and Harris. If you're not putting the pressure <laughs> on, like if all you're doing is on Facebook ranting and raving about how much you hate something, that's useless. Also, I I also want to say, I don't care what I personally, as a uh, in in the eyes of many folks. Uh, many folks of color, especially if they're black, my white adjacent ass does. They, black folks have already created, they have been at this for centuries. They have already created, established, are running, are pushing. They're doing their business. It's a life 
for them, right? It's already happening. We just have to sort of see that this is going somewhere. <laughs> yes. All right. Thank you all for joining RPM this go around. We will check in next week with Banach's barometer and see which side is going <laughs> off what now. <laughs> but yeah, in the meantime, stay I'm going to draw things on my good. own. I'm going to have a green and a red. I'm going to just stick it on my head. <laughs> Today's weather is. <laughs> all right, y'all. Tune in next week. This has been Ramesh. Thank you. Oh, are we, dead? Oh, we lost Susie. We lost Susie. Susie said, bye, bitches. I'm out. All right. Susie's out. Uh, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs> say bye, bye. Bye. Ramesh, what are we doing? Are we having our meeting or not? What's going on? <laughs>